This is Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 9 for Sunday, July 27th, 2014. I'm Shane, and joining me is Tony. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going not too bad, not too bad. Um, how are you doing? Good, good. Good, good. And, uh, and, and also... Uh, again, as always, is Matt. Matt, what's up, Matt? Hey. As always. As again. <laughs> as always, he's here. Decided to show up once more. Good Can't deal. Come off of Skype yet. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what's new in your worlds? Anything Ooh. at all? Huh? Not much, yeah. There's not a lot not of, much? Uh, chores over the weekend. Ooh, very exciting. Oh, yeah. I'd say the same, too. Yeah, not really. What uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Anything? I'm drinking this Thumper IPA American American IPA Indian Pale Ale. Cool. Ooh, that looks like a bottle of wine. How big is that guy? Doesn't it? Oh, it looks pretty big. It's uh, one pint and six ounces. Nice. That's right. Pretty big. Six point eight percent alcohol by volume. So. <laughs> An episode for you. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I like the IPAs. I'm kind of on a kick of those lately. Just any new one, I'll try. Oh yeah, yeah, good stuff. Nice. Put it in your eye cup and see if they can uh, detect Ooh. what it is. That's right. I don't want to spend two hundred dollars right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did you say uh, if you had anything there? Um, I am onto the water tonight. Nice. Got to rehydrate after a long weekend of working on chores. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a rehydrate from a uh, bachelor party myself. No, I that was oh. <laughs> did a little bit of that last night, a little bit of, and then also going down uh, downtown. So fun times. Oh, but I have a, uh, a Point Nude Beach Summer Wheat. Ooh. Handcrafted. Point. Ooh. <laughs> Never really says point, point, point. well made. <laughs> looks like it just says mm, point well made. <laughs> Literally looks like it says that. Wheat um, wheaten, wheat yeah. wheaten beer. Wait, why do you say it like that? <laughs> Family guy. Okay, so uh, should we go into the news then? Sure. Let's it go into the news. <laughs> News. The Telegraph reports Iron Man technology becomes reality with 3D space glasses. So um, this is a uh, a piece of eyewear that's kind of similar to um, kind of similar to Google Glass, but actually pretty significantly different. It's a uh, 3D augmented reality Ray Ban looking. Uh, that that's actually the name of these apparently is space glasses that this company Meta is producing. They're about six point three ounces, so fairly light. And apparently, this thing is supposed to have ten times the power of the iPhone. Now I'm assuming that's the five S that they're referring to, but uh, yeah, I I would imagine they're not taking into account. Of course, I don't know. Did they release any? Uh, like the actual power specs of the, uh, uh, well, of course not. They they didn't announce the six yet. <laughs> getting confused because they announced the uh, iOS eight and not that yet, of course. Um, but at any rate, uh, so let's assume the five S for that. But they have uh, two twelve eighty by seven twenty pixel LCD displays, uh, along with two cameras with that three D surround sound, depth sensors, and accelerometer. A gyroscope and a compass. So uh, I guess I'll go ahead and kind of explain what it is then. So it's these glasses that are, like, as I mentioned, they're augmented reality. So you can actually see through them into reality. And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do and they then, look like normal glasses? or? Yeah, well, that's the idea. That That's why they say they look like Ray-Bans because they... Um, 
well, so you apparently look halfway normal, which, which I got to say, that's, that's, I kind of feel like that's Google Glasses problem, actually, is that they don't really look very normal. So that's kind of good. But so essentially, uh, you, you have, you know, your 3D overlays, uh, like you would with any augmented reality app on your, you know, your smartphone. It just gets overlaid over the top of it. And um, you can just manipulate that with your hands, really. So it's kind of, uh, they use the example of Iron Man, you know, uh, more or less an Iron Man style interface where you can just, uh, you know, uh, pick things up. And it, so it's kind of like the connect in that where you can drag things around. And um, I think it's really cool because the potential there for 3D sculpting is is huge, I think. Um, and they did a couple things in the video there they provided where they do a few things, uh, they have a holographic keyboard in there that you can actually, which I think that'd be terrible to try to actually type on in this interface, but, uh, uh imagine seeing someone walk down the street typing on their holographic keyboard right through their, uh, glasses. <laughs> yeah. And, and then in the video, the, the girl in there, they do an example of where she's picking up, a, a incidentally a Tesla. She, she picks up, you know, grabs it with her hand and then moves it around behind her. And, uh, you know, another thing that's potential with this is, is again, if you can build something in this 3D environment, apparently you can send that to a 3D printer. So, Ooh. yeah, I think it's kind of an interesting thing. I'm, I'm uh, pretty excited to see how this goes. Now, problem, they, they, they say in us it's not really in the same market as the Google Glass, which, yeah, it seems different enough. But at the same time, you can pre-order them now for $3,500, which... Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of there. Or two thousand pounds apparently, which is Google Glass, I believe, started at fifteen hundred. So, eh, price wise, yeah, that's pretty up there. But understandable for the amount of hardware they have in these things. Um, yeah, it sounds so, like it's trying to be kind of a cross between the Oculus Rift and Google Glass. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's good or bad, but. Uh yeah, it's. Well, it is what it is. I, as I mentioned, it's not, you know, similar to Google Glass, and I, I probably mentioned this before, how I don't really feel like that is something that's going to necessarily take off in, in day-to-day, you know, the average person isn't necessarily going to want Google Glass, but I could see the real potential there for businesses or, you know, people who are on the phone a lot or something like that, you know, uh, uh, tech support people or, you know, something along those lines. Um this in this case totally for uh you know uh, digital artists I, I could i would imagine this be could be something really big for them i'm still looking for the one uh pair of glasses that's going to make me you know want to uh want to try this product out and right uh, you know want to wear them uh, i think a couple episodes ago i talked about the moto 360 the first watch it i was like wow this looks really cool i would actually consider getting that um, I don't think we've gotten there with the, the glasses yet, so still kind of holding out. Um, well, that's exactly yeah. how I feel about the smartwatch too. Why I'm holding out, looking for the one, the one watch to rule them all. Uh, <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel the same way about the glasses too. Ah, uh, yep. Tony, were you saying something? Oh no, I would agree. I'm just waiting for the one thing too. I don't know about glasses. I think they're kind of expensive. I think maybe the whole price point of the watch or the fitness device might be a little bit more obtainable for me but i mean i see that this one has um uh lcd displays is that two of them 12 uh, yep. by 7 yeah 20 so pixels? you know i could for, see why for this each is a for each eye <laughs> what's that for each one for each eye oh yeah. yeah yeah um yeah these are nice and even google glass is a little cheaper but it's still yeah i don't know i've i've not really been that interested in google glass not yet. This looks interesting though, and even like um, anything with like a um, oh what what did you just say, Matt? That it was kind of comparable to oh the Oculus Rift. Yeah, that kind of sounds interesting. At least for you know kind of video games and things like that, I could see that kind of at least with me someday. You know, yeah, that's one of the things. Game systems go that route. The Oculus doesn't. uh, I I I haven't unfortunately haven't used one, so I don't can't really speak to it. But it doesn't have anything with you know your hand motion does it that you that you are that you guys are aware of 
No, I think I it's just yeah, it's just like a you know a monitor type, how a monitor would work as a display, but it's you know the, the virtual reality headset. So I think you still have to have other input devices, and you still need to plug those into uh, a computer or video game system. Right. It didn't uh, Facebook buy them? Was that yeah? Did I read? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I thought that's, that's when they dropped form. the Rift from the name. I that's the impression I got. I didn't really. Oh, is it just Oculus sure. now? That's Maybe, that's how yeah. people have been referring to it as far you know since since they bought them. I I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Kind of like Facebook used to be the Facebook. You know, the they Facebook. just like dropping things from their names apparently. <laughs> okay, Matt, you want to uh, go in your article? Sure. Uh, mine is uh, just from the OneDrive blog. Uh, massive increase in, to OneDrive storage plans. Um, so I actually got an email about this as well. Um, if you are subscribed to Office 365, you get a free one terabyte worth of data on, on OneDrive, which is huge. Uh, they upped their free version from the, the 7 gigabytes to 15. Um, and I guess depending on your um, uh, your plan, if you have one with Office 365, um You'll get generally about one terabyte per per user. So they've got different plans with different number of users, but generally each user gets about one terabyte um, for free added on. So if you're already a member of that, it's there, you get it. Um, so definitely um, trying to compete with a lot of the other cloud storage uh, um, services. And it's kind of definitely pushing cloud storage to be more of you know a commodity that everybody's going to kind of have it. It's going to be you know pretty close to the next to nothing for, for cost. And I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be fighting over features instead of actual storage space in the near future. So um, it's kind of cool to, to see that uh, Microsoft is really uh, diving into this and um, you know being uh, competitive with it. So it's yeah, you can say that again. I, storage space does seem to really be just not becoming a thing anymore. It seems more and more it's just going up and up and up, and it's right. They're cheap. It's great. Yeah, one terabyte. I've never even had. I guess I, I think my Mac Mini has a one terabyte drive, but uh, I think I've only come close to maybe half of using the 500 gigabytes of that. Um, so it's. I think the only one terabyte drive I've ever filled up was with Time Machine, but you know that's multiple copies of my uh, my drive just synced over to it. So I don't know. I, I don't think I could get close to one terabyte. So for me, it's it's probably about the price and the the features at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm sitting on a terabyte drive now too, and I uh, just got another external one for backing up my uh, MacBook. And I'm I'm sure I actually think I might have somewhere around half of it used up now. But part of that is because you know podcasts end up actually taking up a lot of storage. But uh, that's something I don't know if I'd end up storing them in the cloud or not. But probably get to that point. Eventually. Microsoft did, um, you know, supposedly it is the strictest in terms of restrictions on what you can store in the cloud. Strict, uh, you'd probably put in quotes, and it doesn't really sound too strict. Uh, they had some, you know, photo stuff that uh, I think they're they're trying to kind of compete with Dropbox's photo uh, niceties. I think they're coming out with some stuff there, but uh, you know, no no nudity and stuff. I don't know if other cloud storage uh, providers allow that, and I think they're pretty strong against any kind of copyright material. So. Um, you know, the big thing that would take up your space would be movies, but um, you definitely don't want to store those in uh, in the cloud. You might run into some kind of uh, legal issues yeah. there. So, can't really. You can't store your own copies of things in the cloud or in this. I don't know. Yeah, is that you... just like Microsoft 365 thing? Only documents and maybe some pictures. And I guess that's kind of the thing that I was sort of maybe turned off by different things. Like I know Google Drive. This was before Google Drive even had a Google Drive. They had a little. Uh, utility you could use because I think at the time this was a long time ago you could use they had a lot of storage and people would um, you know download this little utility where you could put different files on um, kind of act as a Google Drive as it is now um, but um, you know the limit was like fifteen I don't know if it was fifteen megs or something like files oh file and, size uh, yeah the file size oh, so I think uh, they're actually up to two gigs for OneDrive oh nice. Um, so I, I, but I mean, if, you know, movies and pictures, I know that's kind of a different situation. I know Microsoft, I don't know if they're, if they're geared more towards, you know, documents or. Excel. Oh, and I do want to say yeah, photos are definitely okay. Just no, um, <laughs> no nudity. Uh, and then also, uh, home videos would be fine. I'm, I'm just talking about copyright material. So, oh, okay. I think so ripping a DVD that still is, I don't, I don't know how strict they are enforcing it. Um, it's okay. definitely against No, that's fine. Place. I'm not talking about like I wouldn't put anything 
questionable up there, but I've just I'm sure people might be like, oh, how do they know I'm putting you know questionable photos on there? You know, maybe I don't want yeah. to go with them, but uh, I don't know. Just interesting, but mm. you know, it's nice to keep things nice and clean, I suppose. <laughs> Some people might not agree. You know, they might like, well, my business is my business, so. Mm-hmm. But, All right, Tony, you want to uh, go into your article? Sure. Sure. Um, mine is from Ars Technica, and it is Google and Novartis hope to launch smart contact lenses in five years. And this article was kind of one off of one that came out at the beginning of the year, where as we, Google, you know, they're kind of coming out with the the Google Glass, which is you know the contact or the the glasses. But now they're thinking, oh, maybe contacts might work for for some things, and. Um, in the article before, the one that came out at the beginning of the year, they were kind of uh, uh, toying with the idea of <clears throat> maybe putting a le- uh, some kind of, you know, um, display in, in your contact, you know, something like that. But they kind of got off topic a little bit more. Um, and this article is mostly about um, how this company, um, Novartis, um, with Google, wants to, um, you know, kind of put a chip in the contact um, so it'll, uh, um, it'll measure your like glucose level for, you know, someone with, uh, diabetes wow. and, um, uh, what's that? I just said, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons I, I picked this article is my, I have a sister who has diabetes and she got it when she was two and, um, she'd have to get little pricks on her finger every, uh, you know, every time before, you know, a meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner at least three times a day, sometimes more if she wasn't feeling good, um, to test her blood sugar. And the, the, the whole thing with that is, um, you know, you can only do it through blood um, and then a meter. Um, and then you know, usually anywhere is from 60 seconds uh, back when the meters were slow up to, I think they're like eight seconds now, the newer ones. Um, just how long the time would take to uh, how, register like your, how long did uh, blood you say, sugar. How long did you What's say it was before? Uh, I think it was like 60 seconds. Actually, wow. now that I think about it, it might have been 90 seconds. Holy cow. So, I mean, we've gone from 90 seconds back when I was little down to, I think it's like eight seconds now. So those machines are getting better. They're called glucometers, um, <laughs> I believe. Oh, it's been a while. So um, I haven't really name, heard about those in a while. Um, but anyway, this is supposed to take the, the tear in your tear ducts, um, you know, in your eyes. And um, these contact lenses are supposed to... Um, kind of give you like a real-time um, glucose, uh, you know, your, your glucose, your uh, count level um, for if you have diabetes. Now, obviously, the higher the level, the higher the number for diabetes, then you take insulin, brings it down. If you're too low, then you need food and it goes up. So it's kind of like that. But um, but uh, Google and this Novartis, which is a, um, a pharmaceutical company, so they're hoping to have one in five years. Uh, one of these contact levels. And I think this would be really good for someone with diabetes because um, I've seen um, my sister's fingers and over time they can get kind of hard and, you know, calluses and things like that, um, you know, from pricking all day. So um, just to, you know, a little something, they they don't have to look at that. And I was just thinking like if they hook this up to like an iPhone or something, um, you know, then you could get a real time view of your blood sugar, which um, I think that would be really nice. So, so are they, do you think they're coming out with the uh, the monitor version just to kind of get something to market right away? And then later on, they're going to come with the ones with the displays? Um, well, the display was something else. I think they wanted to, they, they kind of didn't know what they wanted to do with contacts, at least in the first article, the one in July. Um, this, this or I'm sorry, in January, it was called Google Introduces Smart Contact Lenses, a project to measure glucose levels. And then they kind of talked about the glucose levels, but then they also kind of went off. And there's a there's a video on on Ars Technica about um, kind of the things they wanted to do. And it was a Google X project, so there you know it was still like um, just kind of like more of a um, testing and just seeing what they wanted to do with it. And then out of that, they um, the article from July fifteenth. Um, where they want to, they have this um, pharmaceutical company that's like, oh, you know, this sounds like a good idea. And then off of that, they, it's not just um, blood, glu- blood glucose levels, and I shouldn't even say blood at this point if they're looking mm. at your, your tear ducts, but um, um, 
but they want to know because they can do so much more with that data from your eye because it's kind of considered inside your body without really going inside your body. And then they can, you know, find out what more they can do in real time with these contacts. But right now, um, their main focus is with the, the glucose levels. So it literally fe- feeds off your tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Google's uh, first ploy at uh, trying to harvest tears. To <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, that sounds cool. I, for some reason, I was thinking it, uh, when you first see the image on this article, you, my thought was it was going to be something more like Google Glass just because it's got the whole circuitry on there and but yeah, I really that's exactly. that's it's only function really is is for uh for diabetes huh yeah for well the glucose levels and then they were thinking maybe down the road i think if if they're not real sure what they what data they could get maybe they could get some other diseases or something like that but yeah i get it where you know google has the google glass which you know <laughs> isn't i mean maybe someday it'll be more you know with medical in mind but you know this one is i feel like I yeah. feel like this is this is directly aimed at Wilford Brimley. Is he told, <laughs> wears glasses, has diabetes, boom. That's right. That's right. Well, I just think like all those machines, like uh there's the one touch, I mean these different companies, um AccuCheck was the one my sister had that was the longest one that long time ago. Um and they just seem like I don't know if the insurance companies are paying for these and I guess they're not they just seem like they just throw them out there, just here you go and then you have to buy the meter. You got to buy these strips, and all that stuff's expensive. But I'm just like, oh, if you just have contacts, and that's just something that, uh, again, you can just take in real time, and you just can know it at any one point in time. Um, I think that would put a lot of people who have diabetes, you know, their their kind of fears to rest because they they have to, you know, be prepared and they have to take this stuff with them all the time. All these machines and strips and pokers and all that stuff, and it just might be one less <laughs> thing to take with them. Well, poke your finger, yeah. And this, land sets, this charges via charges via USB as well, right? It's plugged in your USB drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not too sure how it if because yeah. it's supposed to wirelessly transmit. That also uh, from, feeds off your tears. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> maybe there's something that they can do with your eye and some sort of electrical impulse. I'd, Google I'm not lens too sure on the, uh, tears. the mechanics behind that, but uh, um, I think this would be great for the future for just someone who doesn't have to take all that stuff with them or have to worry about like if they're too high or too low or if they're not feeling well. So I think it'll be pretty good. I think if you have no tears, then they're probably going to just assume you're too high. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, could be. <laughs> well played. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, Thanks, Tony. That was, that was awesome. Sure. XP. Boost. All right. You'll have to forgive us uh, on this one a little bit. Um, so we went into this week fully thinking we were going to be talking about the Mac OS X Yosemite beta, uh, which we are still going to make an attempt at doing. However, so so here's the deal. Matt and I both, uh, we installed the beta. And then we realized at the last minute, of course, there's an NDA involved, and we can't really say... A lot. What we're going to do is maybe we're essentially going to re-review uh, um, the features of Yosemite that have already previously been released here. Um, that's the idea. And, and Matt, um, well, we both, like I said, we both downloaded it. Uh, I think Matt got to try it a little more than I did at this point. And I think uh, there's a few things he wanted to talk about. So, uh, Matt, you want to dive into that? Yeah, so I think the the whole point of this now is uh, I rewatched the whole uh, what the heck the conference uh, presentation for Yosemite. Uh, made a bullet point list of everything that they have available, and then it's kind of uh, you know if you're going to want to go into the uh, if you want to do the beta, you want to install Yosemite. Here's what you're gonna, probably going to want to check out, and then probably some of the things that um, that you're not going to be able to check out because they're integrating with uh, iOS eight. Um, you'd have to have your phone on um, iOS eight as well. So some things you, you probably can't check out. Um, so yeah, I think we just want to go into it, uh, just kind of go a uh, bullet point list. Uh, we can't really talk too much about, um, I guess our experiences with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, so the biggest part right now, uh, that, that uh, they were talking about was the, the, the UI, the, the translucency. Um, so that's kind of right off the bat. It's going to look exactly or pretty similar to the iOS seven overhaul. Um, I think they switched the font from, uh, 
It was the other one, the standard Mac font to Helvetica new to match uh, iOS 7 as well. Um, I think some users were uh, mixed no. mixed bags about that. I read some uh, some comments about that. Uh, mixed feelings on the the, the font changes. Um, of course, the uh, new um, uh, maximize, minimize, all those. Uh, the maximize button is a little bit different. Uh, they've got the uh, the notification center. Um, so instead of uh, just having a notification center, they're going to have the today view, which is kind of like the notification shade on the uh, iOS 7 device. Um, and you can have the widgets there, which um, I don't know if you guys actually use uh, that the whole widget screen they've got right now. I'm hoping they blow that away and just make you use the uh, the notification center with the uh, the new today view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope so, too. I don't use that at all. No, I, to be honest, I, I don't even really use the notification center <laughs> at all on the Mac. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's more of a maybe a an iPhone or an iOS feature. I I like it on that, but yeah, I don't, I don't even find myself much. using it that much on iOS for whatever reason. Now, I think it's just because I like to address things right away as soon as they come in. Mm-hmm. But I don't have I don't use the standard calendar app, and that seems where you get the most bang for the buck is seeing all of your appointments and stuff. But still, oh yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yep, I don't. I do have the the whole space, one separate space for all my widgets um, that I pretty much just like using for weather and having the calendar day on there. So it's it seems overkill for just a few pieces of information there. Yeah. Um, but if you uh, install the beta, you're definitely going to want to check that out because I think that is available uh, right now. Um, the next big thing that they went over in the, the keynote is the uh, Spotlight uh, Redux. Um, so instead of having it in the upper right corner, just searching things on your Mac, you can uh, you know, uh, hit the spotlight button or the uh, the command space, which I like, like to do, and uh, you can search for um, things that will pop up Wikipedia articles. You can search through uh, maps, um, things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that was – oh, go ahead. It's, you know, strictly strictly speaking from what we had seen at the uh, conference, uh, it looks uh, quite nice. <laughs> the positioning is a little better. Um, it's, yeah, I guess that was my biggest thing. Went moving from uh, Windows Seven, where I was using Launchy, to uh, Mac OS. Having the the search bar in the upper right just seems like a weird place to look for that. So having a you know right in the front center is pretty nice. Um, I guess some things uh, we did do an XP boost on uh, like Alfred, um, and I, I still don't think uh, that uh, Spotlight's going to take over on that, uh, just because there's so much more you can customize on Alfred. Um, a lot more other stuff you can do. Um, whereas Mac is traditionally um, not as customizable, at least through the uh, the UI. So um, I don't know. So something definitely you'll want to check out um, if you don't use the uh, Spotlight that much. See if maybe you can uh, use a little bit more with the internet map searches, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So the next big thing they talked about at the keynote was the iCloud Drive, uh, which is going to be more competing with uh, Dropbox, Google Drive, uh, OneDrive, making it so you can actually see your files make it look like a normal file system instead of trying to say, oh, you know, it's magic, things sync behind the scenes. No one really yes. knows how it works. So <laughs> that's, um, I'm not sure if you can really check that out on, on the beta or not. Um, I, I think there was an option for it, but uh, you may run into some problems because if you're still using iCloud to think, sync things on your uh, iOS devices, you're probably going to want to hold off on any any of that stuff for now because um, it might break some of the syncing on your uh, Yeah, and they, they do warn you even before you start the beta, so um you know about that um yeah so i don't even know if if i can say one way or another what i had done but uh <laughs> to say it wasn't what matt did um <laughs> so <laughs> just be careful of that um because yes you uh will potentially lose some of the functionality until say ios 8 gets released i i did read that and it kind of paused me for a while at least Till now, but I don't think I have too much on iCloud right now. But um, I am looking forward to um, that's self-driving cars. To yes, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. To the uh, the iCloud, and I know um, I think Steve Jobs said this a long time ago, where he didn't want the user to have to worry about you know an actual file structure. He kind of wanted wanted that to be you know in the background with um, with your application. Like you open one application up, and you go to like you know open or or new or whatever, and you're like, oh, this is what I worked on before, but you wouldn't have a place where you would see all of your your files. He didn't yeah. like that. I think that was more of a Windows thing. I don't like to worry about it like either. Then. But I do find it, um, I, I do find that a lot of users 
kind of find that, um, um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of puzzled by why they don't see that right now with iCloud. So I like the fact that um, they are bringing that over, you know, with uh, the next one. And I, um, I'm looking forward to that. It's probably one of my favorite things. You know, that's interesting because um, that actually reminds me of how some of the dissimilarities between Mac and PC because one of the things I've struggled with since I started working on Macs is that you can't just, there's not a default way to copy a uh, directory location and paste that into the finder. Just <laughs> blows my mind because well, there's so... a finder. That is annoying, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, there's ways around there. I had to do, I did this at work. I did a, ended up, uh, a guy I used to work with uh, showed me a custom script to assign a keyboard shortcut to copy the file path of a particular file. And the fact that you have to do that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't, I, Steve Jobs did not like that at all. And I, I, I think because we come from Windows, we, we like that, we miss that. We go to Mac, we don't see that, and we're right. like, what? What's for the going average, on? For the average user, it makes seven, a lot of sense. Starting, starting at 7, they, they hid that, but you could still get back to it. But uh, you, know, mm -hmm. you can, right, on. the path, you can see the path, you just can't copy the path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, well, the fact that there's a finder, I guess that means that there, you know, that that that's kind of like how Windows Explorer is a bit, but a, in a little bit. I mean, and I, again, I think we were all brought up more on Windows and Windows Explorer than Mac, um, and now we've kind of made, you know, over the years trans transferred over to the Mac, and um, that's one thing I I've seen, uh, I've kind of noticed a lot, and you know, we kind of play around with it, but um, I and with the with the iCloud when it first came out, I was like, what is this? What are we doing? And then that with their little picture thing, I didn't get that at all. But I'm really looking forward to um, iPhoto's revamp and um, being able to store all my photos on there for, it looks like they've got a good storage uh, price point too. I don't yeah, know if you got that, that Matt. And for um, the record, Tony has not signed any NDA here, so he's Oh, yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't <laughs> downloaded it yet. Uh, I'm hoping so this the Apple week, police will not come after him. This after this, I might go ahead and give it a shot. I don't think I have anything that it'll break, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I think that was my problem too. Is that you know Steve Jobs wanted to hide everything from you, and I I just keep thinking my my parents would love that because I asked my you know, my yeah. mom was, I need to back everything up. Well, where is it? Well, I open up Word and it's right there. I'm like right you know, that exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah, for me, I want to know. I didn't really get iCloud what it was doing. If they would have said it's, it uh... is, think about Dropbox, except you have no access to those files. That okay, I guess each each app can just store its stuff in its own specific directory. That kind of makes well, sense. Interesting. And the big thing that really hammered it in for me is when my girlfriend was looking for pictures <laughs> in Finder. And I'm like, wait, I guess they're not in Finder because yeah. iPhoto is more of a database program. You just have that database file. Um, and you don't really, I mean, if you put it in there, you can, you can put them in there too. And, you know, iPhoto will bring it up. But if you sync or import all your pictures into iPhoto, you you can't look for them in Finder. You won't find them. That that yeah, example Matt had uh, about Word opening it just reminded me of how so many of our parents probably think as soon as they they it used to be the case where they see the blue E and that that's the internet to them. That's right. That's right. Oh, I've had my share of tech support. <laughs> I just click on the blue E. That's the internet, right? Now, clearly, we're all talking. We're talking about Max here, so IE hasn't even been on there in, in years now, but. Anyway, five was the last one, I think. I forget. I'm I kind of uh, the, the whole me. thing about you know copying the uh, uh, copying the path and pasting in there. You know, I guess I know I've been aware that Max can't do that. I'm trying to think if that's actually you know if I butt my head against that much. If you use yeah. terminal at all, you can you can totally get around that pretty right. easy. But so the oh, average yeah. the average home user doesn't really have a reason to do that. But if you're working and you have to work with servers, um, it's a big uh, hassle, uh, actually, to try to figure that out. So that's true. Um, whack, whack. I get it. I get it, Steve, and and you're a great man <laughs> and everything. Steve. I get we're it, um, Steve. Uh, we're well, Steve, Steve. I think right he's now. just trying to. <laughs> he's trying to. You know, the, the majority of the people, and this is, you know, I think his mentality was when he's he's going from someone who doesn't know what they want. You know, when computers barely, you know, when they first came out, and I think you know he just built on top of that to try to make it as idiot-proof as possible for the end right. user. And, and there's um, definitely more than one, on more than one occasion, that simplicity falls flat um, or just is not as capable because of it, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. At any rate, that's 
that's iCloud Drive. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great! I can't wait. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the uh, although uh, iPhoto is going to be switching to the Photos app, which uh, I, I think is going to be storing all of their files outside of their the iPhoto database. So it's going to be kind of as you would expect it. Um, you can have access to it everywhere on your iCloud Drive. So that's kind yeah. Of cool. And that's supposed um, to come out actually early next year for the Mac for right. Yosemite. Yeah, it's it looks exciting. Coming out. That's and it's interesting. They, they didn't actually call it. Um, from what I remember from the conference, I don't think they actually used the term iPhoto. Um, it's going to be called Photos. It's just coming just out. Photos, right. Branded. Yeah. I'm sure they'll revamp it, put some tools in it, and just have at it. And uh, it's supposed to be early next year. I don't think they have a date on that. It's not going to be out with Yosemite. I think it's just. Um, iPhoto will be just as is, like it is now with it. So I think we're gonna, uh, <laughs> going to move the along thing? here into the uh, the <laughs> mail uh, capability of of uh, Yosemite. Um, I think there was a couple things specifically Matt wanted to talk about that. Not to have you uh, talk the whole time here, Matt, but uh, think... oh no, just go over the the bullet points here. The, yeah. the first one was the large attachments where um, you email someone. They've got the new iCloud drive, which uh, has a lot more space and kind of have access to it as a file system. They are going to, uh, if it's the email attachment is generally too large for a normal email client, they'll just shove it in iCloud drive, send the email. Um, you don't really have to worry about it. And then whoever receives on the other end, depending on their mail client, they may just see the file to download or they may get a link. Um, so it's kind of utilizing the, the iCloud drive. I'm not sure if that's available um, yet in the beta or not. Um, you know, you could run the risk of upgrading your your iCloud account and, and try it out if you want. If you're uh, very adventurous, um, personally, I'd probably wait. Guilty. Uh, <laughs> see, uh, I actually didn't read that note beforehand, so. So yeah, maybe you could actually try out the uh, the large atta- attachments, uh, mail, uh, whatever they've got going on there. Um, the next part is the markup uh, right inside the mail client. Um, I, I guess. Uh, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure you could try that out as well. Um, I don't even know how that's implemented. If they just take a some kind of screenshot and just you know, it's kind of like a, a photo editor right in mail. That seems what it would be like to me, or some kind of PDF editor. But uh, they've got that going for it, and you could try that out as well. Probably. Yeah, those both seem like pretty cool features. I, I think. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would use the markup thing too much. Um, I'm. I'm more excited about the large attachments. I would say, but uh, it certainly seemed interesting uh, to be able to just write in your, you know, do all those crazy things in the email. And I, I think I was more impressed by how when you draw something, it converts it to those specific shapes. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, that's right. It did recognize if you wanted to draw an arrow, it would actually make it look like a nice, nice arrow, not some kind of you know, MS Paint type thing you've got going on. Hey, don't don't bad talk MS Paint, Tony. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> That's probably the most use I would get out of this tool. Is just you know, whenever we've done those stupid hack jobs of MS Paint uh, pictures we sent around, yeah, this would actually make them probably look a little bit more decent. To our listeners that don't know, uh, Tony's been a huge proponent of MS Paint for years. <laughs> I know, but I've been <laughs> since on its Mac inception. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I think he's uh, I think he's wised up a little bit. Uh, I think you've tried some some other. Uh, Drawing applications out there, well, yeah. Pixelmator. I don't know if it's much drawing. It's more of a, I suppose, a photo editing. But they have, um, I guess, drawing in there. They kind of combine both. I think some little vector and little everything else. Not to get on tangent here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so out of the mail stuff, then they they showed off Safari, uh, which you could definitely try out on the beta. Uh, the big thing was the compact uh, header. They're just trying to tell you that they simplified all the toolbars and whatnot so it uh, greatly increases the amount of uh, actual content you have versus toolbars um, and then they've uh, redone a lot of their tab interfaces and then um, switching between tabs if you've got a million tabs open they'll group them by um, site and um, that kind of a uh, stuff so you can definitely check that out uh, it looks kind of nice um, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of getting rid of a lot of the toolbars. I, I kind of hate that stuff. It's I'd rather just be focused on the content and um, I guess learn totally. a keyboard shortcut when I when I need it. So um, I'm hoping they kind of take that theme and put it all around Yosemite. But um, if you got the beta, you can go try it out. Yeah. Thoughts? You guys yes. even use Safari? Um, no. no. <laughs> I there's times when I'll give it a shot. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I always end up going back to Chrome for whatever reason. Um, and it's yeah, it's pretty solid. capable now, though. Safari is, and the interesting thing is, it's all built off. Both of them are built off of WebKit, which is a. Um, I don't want to say it's ironic that Apple released an open source piece of software, but they did. That's what WebKit actually is: is an open source browser. And it's it's actually kind of funny how Chrome ran with that and made it, you know, pretty much the most popular browser now. So, uh, and I actually think that I've seen um, stats of Safari performing better um, also. So, actually, that's one of the things. Was a big, yeah, that was a big keynote part of it was the performance of Safari. Um, right. And also battery life. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. So. I actually am a pretty big fan of Safari. Um, I do use Chrome pretty much for my daily use, but um, I think Safari is probably my next favorite. I, I'm not a big fan of. I think IE I think has gotten a lot better, but I think just as any kind of anyone who's done any development, you kind of run into enough problems with IE that you just start to kind of loathe oh, yeah. it. But it, it's <laughs> it's so much browser. better now. Uh, I mean, when IE six went away, that was the I mean, not that it went away completely, because I think it's pretty much at this point it's just China still using it. If there's a there's a website called ie6countdown.com, which is ironically put out by Microsoft, and oh really? I think China's still <laughs> at like thirty four percent that oh. use it. Oh, which is even ridiculous! Even Microsoft is probably sick of supporting that browser. ie6countdown.com. Has that not expired yet? They're still. Yeah, it's. Literally just China, from what I could remember. <laughs> uh, um, so what's going on? The next next big thing is the uh, continuity. Um, so that's uh, I guess continuing your work from device to device. Um, the the first big bullet point there is AirDrop between iOS and uh, Mac. Um, so that's pretty nice. I think that's Bluetooth, right? You just copy files through Bluetooth. Um, I've actually used AirDrop once on my phone. That's a uh, really good point. I f- I think you're I I would imagine that's what it would have to be using, but I hadn't really thought about it. There's so many different wireless receivers on these things too that right. could, could be, be any Wi-Fi? number of things. Yeah, I can't it, because we can do it anywhere. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it wouldn't be able to use the cell phone signal in any way, would it? Um, I think I so because yeah, you can share between like an iPad yeah. two or an iPad without. Yeah. Hmm. Or with LTE, not you can do the Wi-Fi only one. Have you have you guys used AirDrop much at all? Barely. I yeah, a, a couple little times. bit here and there. But I I think I'd use it more on Mac from phone to Mac because if I'm taking a lot of pictures and I want to put them on my Mac, um, that's I, what I'm kind of thinking too. I, I I don't think I've ever you know thought like oh crap I really need AirDrop because I I just always either just email it or just mm-hmm. I'll just save it in Evernote and then it's available on my. A desktop, but I'm thinking if AirDrop's there, I might find a lot more uses for it. But right now, it's it's not a feature that I that I have to have. Yeah, there's um, a lot of features they end up releasing that at first when they announce them, it sounds really cool, and then they just never end up using it. <laughs> kind of feel like that might be the case with this, but or maybe it's just one of those things where I just forget about it and then never end up thinking to use it. Um, but yeah, I yeah, think just texting someone a picture. This is just so much simpler than AirDrop. That's um, true. But it right, exactly. Happen. And it's cross-manufacturer, uh, so... Um, yeah, you don't, oh, have, to worry about I don't it. have to worry about it, kind of like iMessage. Um, yeah, I think Tony and I specifically have used uh, the AirDrop functionality, but I, th- I think I've probably used it with him more than anyone. Um, yeah, I'm just checking it out, which but was it's still not only, like a must. Still only, yeah... A Our go-to is more text than anything, unless I, I. The only thing is, if if I don't know if there's a a limit on how many photos or whatever we're sending, um, you know, if we're sending like a two hundred pictures or something, you know, maybe AirDrop would work. I don't know if they have a limit, but well, I text yeah, wouldn't. I, that, yeah, I would imagine it probably can't do a huge well, amount. I'm sure. I think the interface was a little bit too clunky example. for that too. Right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty streamlined, but you know, for more than one or two files, that would be a huge pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one down the list is handoff. Um, this one, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to uh, try it on the beta because it is you start an email on your iPhone and then you can finish it on 
uh, you know, your desktop or your laptop. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like do that, that all the time right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I suppose With yeah. Google. Yeah, uh, Google automatically. If I don't, if I start it's an true. email on my phone and then it auto saves it to the draft folder and then I finish it on my desktop. That's true. We do that uh, a lot I, with I this. I do that uh, a lot throughout the day. Well, I wouldn't with our say show, every day, but the notes we look at for the show actually, we're constantly going from device to device. So yeah, it's a good. It's actually a really good point, Tony. It's nice. I'd be curious to see how they uh, implement <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, Apple's just, not necessarily. They're not when necessarily would I ever the first start one to do stuff. If I'm thinking, you know, if I'm on the toilet, that's probably when I would start an email and then, yeah, oh, crap, I'm done. Let's go finish it off on my laptop. This email's but, crap. Do you start <laughs> a lot of emails on the toilet, Matt? Actually, that's when I go through a lot of my RSS feeds. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's yeah. probably when I use this feature a lot too. No comment. I mean, what's, all right, what? <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, next one is the hotspots feature. Again, if you are in the beta, this probably will not be uh, be usable. Um, but it is instead of starting a mobile hotspot from from your phone and then connecting to it through your laptop, you can set that up ahead of time and then just keep the phone in your pocket and set up the uh, uh, the connection through your laptop. Super uh, excited for this feature. Yeah, 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 definitely nice for airports, any kind of travel. Yeah, this is going to be. I'm really excited yeah. as well. So. It's one of those I just want to make sure I take a note of that I don't forget about when it actually is available. And it's kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. I right, exactly. Oh, yeah, I can use this now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then along those lines, uh, yeah, the taking phone calls, uh, it's kind of I got the impression it was pretty related to the mobile hotspots. Um, being able to just answer calls on your Mac, it's got to be running off of your phone through the same. Like that's that same connection that's allowing you to do that, right? Um, in the keynote, they said, uh, I guess again on the beta, you're probably not gonna be able to try this out, but uh, they said um, it sounded like it was going through Wi-Fi because they said your phone's in the charger in the other room, so I'm assuming that's out of range Bluetooth. So I'm guessing this one um, is on Wi-Fi, so that's you know sending text messages and f- sending receiving phone calls from your Mac um, using your phone. Um, yeah, I think that's Wi-Fi. Do you think it requires iOS 8? Did they say? Is that why you wouldn't be able to use this in the beta? Um, yeah, I, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm not sure one way or the other. I, um, you know, honestly, I haven't even tried it out. I, I just assumed you would not work without iOS 8. Um, it seems like both devices would have to be able to. You know, they got to come come up with some kind of uh, API to to talk with each other. But I'm I'm really excited about this one as well. I do do a lot of uh, phone talking through work and uh, I don't know, definitely going to try it out when I get <laughs> yeah, phone talking I, through work. Yeah, I want to try this wow. too. Yeah, this is... yeah, vocab is not coming to me today for some reason. <laughs> Listen, what's this new feature? Phone talking. Phone talking. Um, yeah, and sending so the text message thing sending and receiving texts from your uh, your laptop, I'm trying to think if you know, I text with my wife throughout the day and I'm thinking that might be nice to do it through the computer, but then again, yeah. it's kind of nice just to have that separate, you know, if I'm working on something, I can just check that you know, yeah. next time I get around to it instead of having something pop right in front of me. I, I, really I, have, uh, I have definitely turned off my uh, messages most of the time on my Mac since they released that. Um, sometimes I find it nice to be able, I, I like the ability to text someone else from my computer, but the other way around... Uh, Definitely don't want to keep getting notifications, and I think, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, that's how I ended up setting it up. Um, you can do that, I th- Tony. Do you know uh, if you <laughs> I can turn it off to? Um, yeah, the notifications. Know. You just turn the notifications off, right? Oh yeah, I would think so. I haven't. I just turned it off completely, except for my phone. I, I remember when I had, uh, the iPad, the uh, you know the desk or the laptop, and then the phone. Then you'd get it all if you had it on. You'd get them all on everything if it was a. Um, I message, mm-hmm. but mm. I—that's a good question. I wonder. Are you saying you'd want to be able to do it from your phone, but not get the notification on your computer, but still, right? Like, still be able to send messages to other people from your computer because, you know, clearly typing is significantly easier on on a uh, computer than it would be on your phone. <laughs> that is. I wonder if text messages you're gonna just start seeing. You know, huge. 
blocks of text. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that they allowed, and I apologize if you mentioned this already, Matt, but um, that uh, you're... Or, or is that what you your initial point was? Is that you'll be able to get uh, non iMessage uh, messages now on your on your uh, Mac, right? That's I guess oh, that's yeah, the I big. Oh yeah, I don't know if I specific, specifically said that or not, but yeah, you can send and receive non iMessage. Uh, that's kind of the big difference, right? Uh, seeing as how messages the app is already on uh, uh, Mavericks, that's the big. Yeah, I think that was the big thing. Is it's going through your phone to send text messages and then um, going through your phone to send and receive uh, phone calls. Um, but yeah, I, I message definitely does send to other I messages. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is, again, it's, yeah. I feel like Apple's uh, kind of opening up a little bit, taking, making new risks that they maybe didn't used to do so much before. Um, so I like that. Okay. So I guess that's about the, that's about it, huh? I'm looking forward to Yosemite. Oh, yes. Excellent. I I as well. Do they have a date yet for release, or is that still up in the air? The fall, I think, yeah, is oh, what they've... <laughs> I didn't know if they had anything I'd, other than... Not that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, the fall. Okay, well, uh, if you have a question, comment, suggestion, feedback, any of that jazz uh please feel free to email us at techiespodcast at gmail.com you can find us on on facebook at slash techies podcast on twitter at techies podcast and now uh just announced yesterday i don't know if you guys you guys seen this heard about this this uh <laughs> nice guy network thing we're 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 part of this uh this new network it's called the nice guy network um that you can check out uh, niceguynetwork.com and the website now for, which we didn't used to really uh, mention on the show, but now I can I can say this is going forward going to be the official website, uh, niceguynetwork.com slash techies. So check us out there. And uh, mm. yeah, any anything uh, else you guys want to uh, talk about real quick before we head out of here? Good website. <laughs> it's a good website. Check that out. <clears throat> Check it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Matt, any anything from you? Nope. I think uh Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm good. Excellent. Thanks guys. It, this was fun. This was a good time. It's always I mean it's always fun. And uh always fun. Always good time. And uh yeah, so thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Much appreciated. Uh, uh, until next time, take her easy. Bye.